Welcome to this sixth episode of Big Questions, where today we are having a conversation with Clara Carey from Portugal, who is an accomplished nutritionist, somebody who moved from the pharmaceutical industry into assisting people with a healthy gut. We talk about food, we talk about nutrition, we talk about the facts and the evidence that shows how our gut and the food that we put in our mouths plays a major role in our vitality, our mood and our mental state. Vertical coaching is strong on this because we believe in holistic, natural and nutritional balanced life. So without further ado, let's get involved, let's turn on and let's relax and let's listen mindfully as Clara Carey shares some amazing wisdom with us. If you want to get hold of her, Your Gut Life in our links, yourgutlife.com, Your Gut Life on Facebook and Your Gut Life on Instagram. If you feel that she can add value and you want to be part of her community, please have a look, get involved and contact and connect with Clara Carey. This episode is brought to you by Your Gut Life. I have personally tried one of Clara Carey's smoothies. It did, in fact, change my day. It didn't actually make me feel better. I was actually struggling with a little bit of, um, hmm, ah, a little bit of under the weatherness before I tasted that goodness and all that nutrition, nutritional value that went into my mouth. In the nighttime. Yeah, puffer jacket. I actually got it when I moved to Cape Town. It's part of the the move to Cape Town package. You get a puffer jacket. It's oh. just too um, footed. Uh, I... <laughs> with, totally with don't... Oh my god! And uh, so you running now hectically, right? Yeah, I am. I've um, lockdown hasn't been good. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so, and there's, there's been some other developments in my personal life, which are really good. And, Amazing. Um, create a bit of stress, but it gives me the opportunity to kind of work on my, my, my in a sense, my dad bod at the moment, because that's the end thing. So, yeah. <laughs> just, um, you know, supporting my girlfriend who's gone back to work only today. So, you know, there's been a lot of stress and, but I've been doing what I needed to do. I did a 17 kilometers around a garden. Wow. And when we were on level, I think five or four. So that was quite incredible. But yeah, the, the running has been absolutely fantastic for, for me. So it's been great. But, um, I saw some uh, articles where you were running. You were, you were quite popular, hey? Yeah, yeah. It's... Um, yeah, it was quite good. I mean, I did a, a mountain race when I first kind of, kind of in, in a sense, if you want me to say, sorted my shit out. Yeah. Um, and that was, that was pretty good. It was like a 43 kilometer mountain race and I wasn't ready for it, but it was, it was absolutely amazing. Um, I remember getting to one point where I was at such high altitude that I started to feel really dizzy and I don't know what to do. And it was like, if I wow. fall this mountain, it would be terrible. But um, I proceeded to eat all the snacks I had, and the the blood, my blood sugar elevated again, and then I actually felt better. So amazing! Was, yeah. So Were you on your own? Uh, no, it was a mountain race, but 
because it was so misty, I couldn't see anybody in front of me and I couldn't see anybody behind me. So crazy. Wow. That sounds really exciting though. Yeah, it is exciting. And, and I mean, there's been no races or anything kind of available to South Africans. They're only starting to market them again now, but uh, mm. yeah, it's nice to have that goal, you know, when you've entered a race and you kind yeah. of working towards it. So I think a lot of people kind of felt in limbo, you know, doing pushups in their lounge and, laps around their garden but um sure i just i can't believe how long you guys have been in lockdown it's unbelievable i don't know how you i don't know how i would have been coping with that it's crazy i mean we were in lockdown for two months maximum and the lockdown wasn't even that serious and then i hear the stories from spain and from south africa and it just doesn't stop with you guys no, it doesn't. And they only open cigarettes and alcohol again today. So. Well, that's not the worst. Let's be honest. <laughs> but it is for the people that need it, right? Yeah. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's, it's you know, the, yeah. the, the, the major thing that, that struggles because, you know, a lot of the restaurants couldn't serve alcohol, but um, it's not really your food that pays your rent at the end of the day. It's your markup on your alcohol. That's what pays your rent and your staff the markup on drinks i mean i don't drink but i just saw the devastation in the restaurant industry which was was terrible so 100 but talking about uh, food um yeah. I, was, I was i was really impressed with what i saw on on your gut life and and what you're doing and i'm really really keen to hear about your your movement from the pharmaceutical industry to what you're doing now uh, and just a, a point of, of reference was I remember being at yours and Josh's place one morning and I think I was quite, quite struggling a bit physically. Um, and I remember having a really, really, at that time to me, it was revolting mix of, of a whole lot of kind of different uh, ingredients that were thrown into the blender. But I'll tell you what, like a couple of days later on, I, uh, I actually looked back and I was like, it really made me feel good. It really made me feel better. Um, so I ended up buying myself a Nutribullet and I'll smash whatever I can inside there. And it, it's really, <laughs> really good. So, Fantastic. So yeah, I wanted to open that dialogue today and, and just hear about what you're doing. And, and I want to see if there's any kind of uh, conversation we can have around mental, your mental illness or, or your... I don't want to really label it mental illness, but I would like to mental state. your mental state or your vitality. Cause you know, from me, I see a lot of people, especially in, in recovery from, from things like addiction or recovery from depression or anxiety, um, still struggling. And, you know, if I have a full protein breakfast after a good night's sleep, I actually feel much better that day. Um, and then, you know, we can open the dialogue and we can, we can basically see what, what, what things like sugar do as well to, to one's, to one state. So how did you get to where you are today with, with your vision? So you're right. I worked in the pharmaceutical industry. That was the last point when we, we met and um, for a biologist, that was quite the chance. That's what I thought. Um, and I thought I'm entering, you know, I'm entering an industry where people will be helped, you know, where, there's, there's research that is done in order to cure people's problems and, and health-related problems. Um, 
But pretty quickly, I got to the conclusion that it's actually not in alignment with my value system at all, because what they're actually doing is it is very money driven, number one. And number two is they're trying to just actually create these pills and little wonder drugs, um, miracle pills for every kind of ailment, but the people are not being helped. You know, they're just being treated. The symptoms have, you know, are being treated, but there is no healing. Um, there is no independency for the people. They're actually becoming dependent on these, call it drugs or pills, you know. Um, so I pretty quickly understood that that was not what I imagined it would be. And so the one day, I remember it quite clearly, Josh and I were watching a documentary and it's a German documentary, unfortunately, otherwise I would love to share it. I couldn't find it in English. Um, but it is about your gut microbiome. And um, it's, it just blew my mind. I literally watched this documentary and I remember Josh and I were like speechless afterwards and we were like, this is such a fascinating world. Why have we never heard about this? And um, so I understood that before I explain what the gut microbiome is, um, I understood that it all starts with what you put at the end of your fork, what you eat. So I decided to carry on studying and I actually started studying nutritional science to the University of Stanford. And um, I did another course in functional nutrition um, in one of the, or with some of the leading experts in that field. And again, I learned food is your medicine. Food is the medicine that we really need and the best remedy for everything actually. So this is how I got where I am now. And that's when I realized, okay, I wanna get, I wanna dive deeper into how to use food as your medicine and also explain to people what the gut microbiome is and why the gut microbiome is so important for our mental and phys physical health. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense, you know, immediately to me, because at the end of the day, like our, our brain produces chemicals for us to feel, for us to operate, you know, it releases oxytocin when we have a warm hug, you know, it releases dopamine um, and, 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 you know, these endorphins, which allow us to operate and, and function in society with motivation. Now, in a sense, that's coming from somewhere, you know, like, it's not like this chemical can just get produced in your brain. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm definitely guilty of manipulating those chemicals in my brain by adding chemicals into my body. But what else am I adding into my body that's producing the good chemicals in my brain? Um, so I think definitely what you're saying makes a lot of sense. Um, and I, I just want to touch on something quickly. And I, I don't know where I read it, but I did hear it or, or, or read it somewhere that 80 to 90% of the serotonin in your brain gets produced from your gut. And serotonin, the, the, that, the, the chemical that makes us feel happy and safe. Totally. Absolutely. So to get back to the gut or the microbiome, just for people that have never heard about it, because I was one of them. <laughs> um, so that's basically the, the gut microbiome is like this. Um, yeah, you could call it like a, a, a household of different viruses, yeast, funguses and bacteria. And the bacteria, good bacteria, friendly bacteria, are what are mainly in our gut. And these guys sit in our stomach and they 
they basically control us. Um, you can imagine it also as like a rainforest. So the more different gut bacteria or species in your rainforest, the better and the happier the forest, right? And it's the same with the microbiome. Um, so I call them my friendly roommates because we cannot live without them. They produce essential vitamins. Um, they are responsible for happy hormones, as you just said, serotonin, it's correct. Um, they control our sleep, how much energy we have, influence our weight, hunger, even our skin, uh, hair. And what was very important, especially now during COVID, they are actually, they control 70% of our immune system. Sure, that's, that's really interesting. I mean, you know, it seems yeah. like that, that microbiome in our gut has quite a, um, how would you say, jurisdiction over our, our bodies and our, our mindsets from the happy hormones to whether or not we're actually going to fall ill. 100%, 100%. Um, I was at a stage in my life where I actually suffered from a lot of chronic infections. <clears throat> I used to have a lot of throat infections and followed with bladder infections. And so what do the doctors do? They prescribe you antibiotics, right? So mm -hmm. I ended up taking a lot of antibiotics um, and these infections became almost chronic. And that's also what I got left from the doctors. It's chronic. So they reoccur it all the time and there is nothing that would help it. And eventually when I've learned what these antibiotics do, you can imagine them being like a, like an atom bomb, literally falling into this rainforest and they don't choose which bacteria they kill. They literally kill everything, everything that's in the, in, you know, within their reach. So by taking these antibiotics, you weaken this microbiome, these good bacteria that are so essential for us and make us, function and some of these species when they die out completely they can never return and you can imagine your forest now becoming like light and open and that means weak you know because they're they're not protecting anymore um so by this this taking antibiotic is a huge issue these days and when i stopped taking antibiotics and i started to actually with a healthy diet, which, which is what I'm doing now, high in fiber, which is what feeds these bacteria. So I'm starting to influence this bacteria growth through what I eat. I became extremely strong. I have been, haven't been sick in two years or even more. I can't even remember when last I was sick. Sure. I sleep better. I feel better. I have more energy. Um, the people that I have helped have, you know, stopped having skin conditions. Like my husband suffers from psoriasis and his psoriasis is so much better um, and his stomach issues are better he's also have, hasn't been sick um, you know and and people just by just by helping their gut microbiome and their bacteria to proliferate through the, what they put at the end of their fork they can actually do so much for their overall health mentally and physically and that's what i found so incredible we also started fermenting, which is an entire another topic that we can talk about. But fermenting foods during lockdown was like our number one hobby. <laughs> <laughs> so we're making our own sauerkraut. We're making our own kombucha, um, kefir. And fermenting is a great way of starting to support your gut microbiome and your, your general health. 
because you're introducing good bacteria with these ferments that are starting to grow in it, like in a brewery. Uh, and you're also feeding your bacteria with the veggies, fermented veggies. Um, and that's the food that they need to grow and to live and to produce the, the, yeah, the hormones, the vitamins, everything you need to survive and feel good, you know? Yeah, I can, I can definitely relate to that. You know, my, my girlfriend's a chef and, you know, it was sourdough bread. It was mm -hmm. sourdough starter. It was the scoby on top of the kombucha. And I think there was even talk of kimchi. I don't know if you know what kimchi is as well. She's got her, my own, favorite. <laughs> her own kimchi pot that was designed by mm -hmm. Mervyn Gers and, and it's her pride and joy. And so, so what you're saying is that those naturally kind of, formed bacteria that form within your sourdough starter or you know on top of your kombucha something that actually feeds that 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 biome correct they add to the biome so you are reintroducing like a probiotic i don't know you go to the pharmacy you get a probiotic it's the same okay except what you're also adding is you're adding vitamins as well for example b vitamins which are in a lot of people, you know, they're taking supplements, but by fermenting, you're actually having B vitamins in it as well, added in a natural way. So it's, I call it like a, it's a nourishing bomb <laughs> that you are taking in. Fantastic. And there are studies coming up now, especially on kimchi, that in countries where people eat a lot of fermented foods, the COVID rates, the death rates have been much lower, sure, which means the immune system is stronger, right? Yeah, of course, and um, yeah, you know, and 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 that's 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 all good and wise, you know, to to eat healthy natural foods, um, you know, ones that are from a market or you know straight from the farm if you can. I mean, I remember cooking at one stage and being able to just walk into a farm and just pick brinjals, and you know, there was celery, and it, you know, it was fantastic. Mm. Um, so so that's good and well, and you know. And I find it, and this is from my own perspective, but, you know, as a human race, we, we've moved into a space where we just want convenience. You know, so we'll pop down to the local supermarket, we'll get the pre-cut veggies, which have been treated. Um, and, mm. you know, I, I heard a story recently as well of people that, that actually put apples to sleep. So they'll pick the apples and then they'll put it, they'll pump a gas into the fridge, which makes the, the kind of apple go to sleep. And then when it's time and ready for export, then they'll wake the apples up with another type of gas. And, you know, I, I can't even begin to understand what that's doing to all kind of the natural um, makeup of, of our fruits and our veg. So, you know, we've moved into a space of being very convenient and so, so that natural biome, I understand that antibiotics can definitely destroy that like a nuclear bomb. What else is there that, that can upset that biome? Absolutely correct. What you just said is a very, very important point is when you buy vegetables that are, for, for example, pre-packed, pre-cut, um, you know, air packaged in these plastic bags, they actually spray in pesticides um, that are known to kill good bacteria as well as bad bacteria because they literally just kill and preserve anything and everything so that it stays fresh and looks nice for us when we buy it. But what happens is that these pesticides and whatever else they spray on it, to chemicals that stay, to stay nice, 
they enter our biome and our gut and there they destroy our good bacteria as well because they don't know what's good and what's bad. It's similar to the antibiotics. So I always say to people, before you start going to the supermarkets and buy your air, uh, air packed cabbage or salad, thinking now you're having something healthy, you're actually doing yourself a favor to rather not eat it at all because it's worse eating this than not eating it. You know, you, it's, it's totally, it's totally bad for our, for our biome. No, yeah. for sure. And in terms of, um, you know, I don't want to really go, start going down the, the junk food road because I mean, I think I, I don't want to upset you too much. <laughs> no problem. It, it, it's, it's a matter of convenience as a, as a human race, you know, like, and if I read books from, you know, kind of long ago in medieval times, people really prepared their food, you know, they went into the, and, and they, were pretty, they were pretty healthy. You know, we didn't see what we have today. Yeah. Um, and, and especially with regards to, to mental states. I mean, you know, we're looking at depression, ADD, uh, people with anxiety, people with all these different types of disorders that are, are kind of classified in the psychiatric manual where I read a book recently by a clinical psychologist. And he said that the first thing he does with these clients is he asks them how much sleep they're having and mm -hmm. whether or not they're having a good breakfast. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and that's his first kind of port of call. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, another, another big thing is sugar. Um, yeah. And the addictive properties of sugar. And, you know, I know for myself is when I'm, when I'm doing a race or when I'm doing a long race and I get to the different aid stations, and this is really, really interesting, um, you know, they have all these things out. So they've got sweets, they've got chocolates, and then they've got potatoes and tomatoes. They've got all these different things. And when I arrive at one of these stations, it's almost like my body will go for the chocolate or my body will go for the potatoes. It kind of tells me what I'm needing at that moment. Um, but in a race like that, and if let's say it's about 42K, so it's like a marathon trail, I'll probably have, I would say, maybe two handfuls of sweets, like little jupe jupe sweets. And that'll sustain me for the race. That'll give me the energy for the race. And the interesting thing is, is, is you know, sometimes when I'm not doing a race or anything like that, I could go about through six handfuls of jupe jupes covered in sugar when, um, when I'm just kind of sitting around watching TV. Um, mm -hmm. I've changed that now because I just noticed that my body wasn't designed for, for taking in that amount of sugar. So in mm. your experience, what does sugar do to us? So <clears throat> just to give you a little fact here. So in today's world, it's a fact that more people die from sugar than war. That is incredible. Yeah. Um, so basically one in five of the world's death nowadays is, is literally caused by diet. They kill, it kills more than smoking and high blood pressure. Um, so I've, I've been reading a study where they, where they fed two mice, it was one or two mice, it doesn't really matter, it was one mice, I think, and they fed her sugar for a period of time, and then they gave that mice cocaine. Yeah. Separate from that. So 12 weeks cocaine, another 12 weeks sugar, then they put the mice into a cage, and had, then the mice had the option to choose between sugar and cocaine. What do you think the mice choose? Um, I think it probably chose sugar. 
Um, I would say cocaine, but I know because I've, I've, I've heard the study, but I think, yeah. and for people who haven't taken cocaine, I mean, I've had my fair share in my life and I've stopped it now, thank God. But sure, that's incredible because yeah. you know, the feeling that you get from cocaine and the feeling that you get from sugar and you know, for, for the layman and anybody in the public, they would probably look at the two and they'd be like, oh, come on, man, it can't be sugar. But yeah. it's possibly because we, we've been grown, like we've been raised in a culture where sugar's kind of okay. Yeah. So Sugar is just simply added into almost anything processed. Anything you buy will have a certain amount of added sugar. And sugar is one of the quickest deliverance of energy. Um, so when you obviously after a race or your body's craving for is quick energy, which you will get through your chocolate bar, you know, but to come back to the microbiome um, and bring that into relation. Um, so by eating sugar or for example, wheat, white wheat products that also contain that sugar, right? Um, you are not even feeding your bacteria. So the food goes directly from your small intestine into your bloodstream. And then you get that high and you feel good. Then you get that low and then you want more. So it's this devil's circle. Your, that food, the sugary food, doesn't even make it down into your microbiome. So what happens is that your gut bacteria that are sitting down there waiting for food are starving and they're literally dying out. You know, so that's another problem. And the, you know, the less the variety of your microbiome, I mean, they've now linked the diversity of this microbiome in your gut to longevity. So basically the more types of different bacteria you have in your gut, literally the longer and healthier you live. That's something, um, I mean, that tells it all, right? It's important to eat fibrous whole foods because that is what our bacteria feed on. And then they produce all the short chain acids, the hormones, the vitamins, and everything we need in order to stay healthy. And sugar is seriously not one of them, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. No, sugar is definitely not. And sure, it's, it's something that's really hard to stop. I've noticed there's like this three-day kind of massive craving that you get when you stop sugar, you get like, mm. very irritable and, you know, it, it takes about three days and it's the same with cigarettes. And funny enough, it's exactly the same with cocaine. You know, mm. it, it's the same with all of these. It's, it's actually got to get out of you. So we've got to detox ourselves from, from sugar. Mm. Uh, but it's so much easier to just grip that chocolate bar to, you know, take massive bites out of it without even breaking the pieces off and you just take these huge bites while you're watching netflix kind of thing uh, yeah which you feel good and you're like oh lovely you know those endorphins get pumped into your system and then yeah. and then kind of what next but from where what i'm hearing you say is that there's um, a certain type of of healthy sustainability as human beings that that we need to engage in in terms of looking after yes. the microbiome in, a, in our gut and kind of that will help our mood it will help our vitality how we feel um mm. and then there's also the whole thing where you feel good about yourself you know like you know this morning i woke up and i had some really good oatmeal with some you know fresh kind of apple and lunch i had mm. an amazing salad and so you know it's it's it makes you feel good about yourself and i know definitely for myself 
a while ago, I, um, when I was really training really hard, it was everything was like just like fresh stuff from the garden and and it made me feel a lot better. And I found as all well yogurt, like a full cream, proper cultured yogurt was something that mm. really made me feel good. Um, and the funny thing is that you mentioned about those biomes of if I take antibiotics, I feel very bad. Like mm. I literally I almost feel like I've got like a severe headache and that I've been punched in the face. Um, and it's funny because I have about three tablespoons of full cream, full fat yogurt, and that goes mm -hmm. away almost immediately. Fantastic. Yeah, I know that feeling. I have that with kefir, actually. Milk, milk kefir. Uh, I usually don't eat dairy. It's something that I kind of cut out of my diet. Um, cheese a little bit still, but very little. Um, it's a process. It's a process with everything. Everything's actually just a habit. That's what I'm learning more and more. The one thing that I agree with you is this kefir or cultured yogurt. It does feel like it settles the stomach. And it makes sense because we are, in, we, we are introducing good bacteria, probiotics into our stomach. You know? So I, I know what you're saying. On that entire mind and, and, and mental health state, um, I don't know if you ever heard that the gut is also often called the second brain. Yes, I've heard that before. Yes, exactly. So the gut actually has its own nervous system, which is called the enteric nervous system. Sure. Um, and this nervous system has the same amount of nerve cells as our spinal cord. And it allows our gut to work completely independent from our brain. Hmm. So basically, if you would take the gut out of the body, it wouldn't need the brain to work. It would work on its own. Or if you would take the brain out of your body, the gut would still carry on working. So that's really, really interesting. So, and, and that helps crazy, yeah. does it connect to our central nervous system? So it's the gut and the brain. So there's the gut-brain axis, which you've probably heard of as well. Yes. Um, so the gut and the brain communicate via several ways. And one of them is the vagus nerve. And here again, something, the biggest nerve in our body. And, and here again, 90% of the signals come, go from your gut to your brain and only 10 from your brain to your gut. I heard so about your gut, yeah. Yeah, sorry, I heard about the vagus um, nerve and, and I haven't looked into it much, but there's been a lot of talk about it in the addiction recovery field. Yeah. So... And, and I know anxiety, you get that mm. feeling in your stomach a lot. And it's, it's sort of mm. a physical thing. So, so the communication between body and mind, and, and I think that's a, a large thing, is the separation between mind and body is something mm -hmm. that is, is not conducive to living a full, happy, meaningful life. So where you're going with this it seems like looking after your body is is basically and looking after your gut looking on and you know having a look and seeing what's on the end of that fork and saying is this going to be conducive or is this kind of not going to be conducive to, to mm. you know am i just going to slap a grilled cheese of uh, the processed cheese into the toasted cheese or am i going to make myself a nice fresh quinoa salad with a bit of kale and 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 you know there's so many nice things that one can make uh, and that is actually healthy. And I wanted to ask you that, what is your favorite meal? <laughs> oh, that's difficult. I am, um, I love food. So 
my favorite meal. I've started to become a huge fan of bowls. If you go onto my, um, onto my Instagram or my Facebook, you will see that that's what I mainly post because not only is it super, super simple and easy and quick to make, it also has everything in it and it's actually like, a, um, like an explosion of, 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 of taste in your mouth. You know, you've got all the different things. So I variate, but I always have my basics, which always the three groups of fiber to feed my, my bacteria. And I started to really get into trying out all the different whole grains there are. And there are so many that I've never tried before. You know, I used to just eat brown rice and natural rice maybe, and I thought that was, that was enough. But talking about diversity in your gut, you've got to have a diverse um, diet, you know, because they are all, they all like different things. So you've got to make sure that you eat as diverse as possible to feed as many different ones as you can. So I started to develop this passion in trying out as many different whole grains. Then I have my legumes um, together with mostly um, something leafy green, like kale is one of my absolute favorites. Um, or, you know, like a cabbage or something. And then I add, sometimes I add a bit of tofu roasted. Um, I have a very nice recipe for that. and um, it's all about the sauce on, in the end. So if you make yourself a nice sauce for the week, put it in the fridge, um, you know, you meal prep a little bit, then you can put these together in no time. And they, I, it really, it sounds like I'm just a health addict, but it, it literally is extremely delicious. And it makes you feel so good, you know, and it's so easy. I make them in like 10 minutes. It doesn't take any time out of my day talking about convenience, you know. It's, it's all it comes down to is a bit of planning, which you can do. You can set aside an hour or two a week. We all have that time, let's be honest. Plan and prepare, prepare, and then you're good for the week. You're literally done. Your lunch is done. Everything's done. It's just quick grab in the fridge, zip, 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 and 15 minutes later, you have this amazing meal. Um, that is something that I really got into, and everyone got addicted that I made it for. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. And I, I can picture it and I can see it, you know, using things like chickpeas and lentils, I mean, you know, and, yes. and just like really mixing it up. I mean, uh, having a really good like bowl of, of, of goodness, you know, that's create color as well. You know, for me, food is also passion. I'm not, I, I don't want to be like a food Nazi, you know, F food is passion and it's, it's, it's allowed to taste good. You don't, I don't cut things out. I rather add things. You know, a lot of these diets they recommend to cut out this and that, and you got to stop eating carbs, and you got to. And and by the end of the day, you're just busy trying to find out what am I actually allowed to eat. You know, and it becomes a stress and it becomes a hassle. I understand that. Food needs to be passion and fun. You know, it needs to taste good. You have you create a vibe around it and really just try and rather add good things and there are so many so many good things that you can learn to add i, I teach that in my yoga life community and um, you know what what you can actually do and how you can get creative around that instead of cutting out and just focusing on these diets that just don't work and it's an orange fact they don't no of course and and from my own personal experience you know with the running and whatnot like i need a bit of yeah. fuel 
And the times that I've, I've felt the best is not the times that I've gone away for a race and then you battle to find stuff. And it's kind of difficult, you know, and, and I want some peanut butter and jam so, so sandwiches at like 50 Ks of a mountain race. And it's all I feel like. Um, yeah. But I know that doing the exercise and maybe having like a sourdough bread, which is really, really cheap to make if you learn how to do it, with just some, some real butter from a farmer down the road, mm -hmm. that, that appeals to me so much more than smashing a burger and, you know, kind of sitting around or it also appeals to me, you know, a whole lot more than going on some sort of restrictive diet where I don't eat any carbs and I get like tuna steaks from Woolies or, you know, something like that. And I would rather just give my body what it wants as long as it's mm -hmm. natural from a good source and make sure I'm doing enough exercise. Because you know, I think diet is, is, is one of the big kind of buzzwords that have been going around for the past 50 years. You know, and there's always a new diet. Yeah, no. Yes, and trends and oh, it's crazy. It's one of my my motivations as well to to teach people that it's not about as restrictive diets, it's about finding out what your body needs. And it really isn't hard. You already just said it. You're kind of much more into having a, a slice of sourdough than uh, a burger. Yeah. And what actually happens is that you are teaching your microbiome. Not only are you growing bacteria by eating healthy that specifically ask for these healthy things, you also, these guys are then asking more for it. So you you don't even want this fast food anymore, you know, because you've kind of taught these guys, this is this is the food. And then they like want more for more want more of that. So it's it's a process and it's it's creating habits as well, which I think is the hardest, changing habits. Um, but baby steps, that's also what I say to my community always, just baby steps. You cannot just expect to go from zero to hero. It's, it's a process. Be kind to yourself, you know, don't, you, you're going to have fallbacks. That's fine, but just carry on focusing and carry on doing one step at a time. I also didn't start with where I am now. I started with very little. In fact, I started with making a salad and I thought that was good. Or I made these incredible smoothies, which you remember. But when I look back now, I, I, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm like, oh my God, what have I done? I just literally threw everything in, not knowing what I was doing. Um, and now I know and I learned and it's a process. And you got, you're also learning your body. Not everyone is the same. You know, our gut microbiome is like a fingerprint. Everyone is different. So you've got to find out, you've got to develop the sensitivity and you can only do that by starting somewhere. If you're just carrying on smashing this sugar, this fast food, you know, then you're kind of numbing your system. Literally, you're numbing it and you will one day fall ill. And by that stage, well, for many people, it's too late, you know? No, of course. And, you know, diabetes and all these things that, that go around. And, you know, I think, I think what, what you're expressing here today in this conversation is, is really, really good for anybody who's looking or is stressed or uh, is struggling in some form of, or another in their life. Um, mm -hmm. You know, not only are you creating this new positive, healthy habit, but you, you're feeding that... I bet you don't miss the Hardy dogs from South Africa. Did you just hear that? 
<laughs> I don't actually. Oh my god, I thought that was like a phone ringing or something. Uh, okay. No, that's a beautiful bird. So you know, not only are you 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 kind of forming this new habit, but you are looking after that that gut microbiome that you speak of, which is yeah. so important for us to kind of feel good and for our mental state and our vitality. So, you know, mm -hmm. I definitely want to, want to thank you to that and to anybody that kind of jumps on this podcast and listens. I mean, you know, it's, it's here, there you have it. You have somebody who kind of was in the pharmaceutical industry wanting to help people and realize that it wasn't actually in that pull that was coming from the doctor or the new wonder drug or, or anything like that. It was actually right on the end of the fork, which is something that you can start with at home. You know, it doesn't even okay. cost you anything. It's, it's just about going through your fridge and being like, okay, cool. Let me chuck this cucumber and the, the Nutri-Bullet with a bit of, you know, this and that and, and adding it together or just making a, a salad or going down to the farmer's markets on a Saturday um, and not spending a lot of money. So, you know, it's something that you can do to make a real positive change in your life without kind of breaking the bank or having to buy this book or, or anything like that. So I definitely uh -huh. want to thank you for that. And tell us about what your gut life is doing. Um, you know, it's, uh, what do you offer your community? I just had a look at that on, on, on your website. So if people wanted to get hold of you, if they really wanted to, to kind of connect and to change their lives, what would they do? Yeah, so um, at your gut life, um, they can join our private community on Facebook. Um, I don't know if we can put the links underneath the podcast later um, and the website. Um, and so in, in my community, I'm sharing trainings, I'm sharing little courses, inspiration. The community really is about sharing experiences, um, getting, getting tips. And um, yeah, and, and my next big project is I'm developing a course at the moment for people to start out, you know, to just really get like a step-by-step -step idea how to start making these changes in their lives in order to have a healthier gut microbiome and with that, a healthier body and a healthier mind. Um, so I'm very excited about that. Uh, so yeah, I'm sharing courses, trainings, podcasts and interviews. It's, it's a great community. We are all quite excited about the topic. We are growing every day. I think we are now 1,100 members already. Um, all very interested in this topic and um, brewing kombucha and, and, and making fermented foods. So it really is it's fun um, and it's, it's great to learn and to yeah, just get an inspiration for some people, you know. Yeah, that is that is great, and it's creating this sort of this consciousness and this awareness of a movement that is moving yeah. away from the quick fix and moving into something that is kind of more sustainable and healthy for yeah. the individual, which is that's really it. cool. That's it. Sustainable and literally finding the root cause of the problem instead of just treating the symptoms, which the modern Western lifestyle medicine is doing. Great. So if anybody wants to get hold of you, they can just uh, search for your gut, your gut life on Facebook. Yes. Or just, I think it's yourgutlife.com as well. If that's correct. Yeah. And on Instagram, I'm as well at your uh, underscore gut underscore life. That's absolutely fantastic. Clara, thank you very much for, for coming on to the, the big questions podcast today. 
Um, you know, we, we've, I've spoken to people in all different kind of walks of life from people doing adventure racing and, you know, other coaches who are coaching coaches um, and somebody who kind of started the coaching since in South Africa. And out of all the little podcasts that I've done so far with people, yours is definitely the most constructive and practical one that I believe people can use to uh, make themselves feel better. So, I certainly hope so. That's my aim. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you.